Oh, g'day there, and welcome to the rewrap for Wednesday. All the best bits from the Mike Hosking Breakfast on News Talk ZB in a silly package. I am Glenn ZB. And this morning, uh, are they banning gas? Is that really going to happen? A uh, uh, little vaccine rumour we're trying to start with the Mike Hosking Breakfast. Uh, Ryanair, up and down. Down and up. Oh, it's confusing. And uh, why would National try and play cricket when they clearly can't? But before any of that, uh, somebody who can definitely play basketball uh, copped a lot of flack yesterday for basically following the rules. I felt desperately sorry for the Abercrombie family yesterday, victims of yet another one of this country's shabby clickbait obsessions. To read the headline, uh, you would have thought Mrs Abercrombie moaned about being an MIQ and as a result was granted a very rare exemption to finish isolation at her home. But that's not the clickbait part. The clickbait part is that the story started as a well-known sports star and their home was worth $3 million. And their $3 million home was in one of the North Shores, Reed Auckland's most exclusive areas. So was the story about an exemption or about property? What it was really about, tragically, yet again, was clicks. Happy to be corrected, but my reading of events was that stuff started this one. The Herald ran with it. News Hub picked it up. I think I'm right in saying TBNZ avoided it. The heart of the story is that the Abercrombie family deal with kids with autism. They were stuck in a place, an MIQ facility, that couldn't, nor should it, be expected to deal with such circumstances. There was a safety issue at play. It was a medical exemption. It made sense. It was granted. By the time it reached television last night, Tom had spoken. He spoke eloquently of what happened, why it happened, and why it had nothing to do with privilege or wealth or fame or the size of your house. It's frustrating and disappointing that um, people would have to sink to that level to um, sensationalise things in a headline just to get some views on an article. And it's, it's not the reality. Um, the reality is that we apply for a medical exemption just like anyone else would, and we're granted that on um, the medical grounds of our children. It was medical. His kids need help. And the government saw fit to assist, beginning, middle and end. At some point, and I'm hoping that this story just might be it, certain parts of the media, namely the digital media who spend their days these days so obsessed with headlines, attention-seeking nonsense and hyperbole, might just realise they are doing themselves a massive, massive disservice. This cheap, superficial and in this case nasty attempt to draw readership comes at the expense of a family's predicament that need I even begin to suggest we would not wish on anyone there but for the grace. Their house, its size, its value, its location is of no consequence. The fact they got an exemption should be praised, not re- uh, relegated, to yet another tawdry headline grab for attention. It is petty, cheap, salacious rubbish. Is being obtuse really worth readership? Is insulting, attacking and insinuating inflammatory detail really worth a headline? Is this as good as we can be? If the answer to any of those three is yes, I give up. We're bugged. Here's an idea. Why don't we just not click on that stuff, guys? Can we just not? It's it's not going to make your life any better. Trying to take other people down. Just don't click. Save yourself a couple of clicks today and then maybe four tomorrow, maybe eight the next day. Before you know it, you'll have all this extra time up your sleeve because you're not just clicking on stupid non-stories. Um, is uh, the the climate change uh, report a, an actual thing, or is it just a suggestion? The good news is you're not losing your barbecue. It's a weird old thing. There's been quite a lot of coverage of this Climate Commission's interim report on what it is we need to do to get our climate act together. I mean, it's not like we haven't had reports before, and lots of them, and it's not like we haven't 
signed deals before, making lots of promises that were never going to come true. That's the great failing of big issues like climate change. We're fully on board with the furrowed brow and the deep concern, just not so much when it comes to the doing. It's why Kyoto got replaced by Paris and all the stuff we signed up to in Paris isn't going to happen either. Hence we need a special climate committee to write more reports and admonish us. It also suits people like the Prime Minister, whose great gift is talking a lot and doing not much. Her line was, we are not going to hold back which sounds important but says nothing. Once again, farmers are fearful as to what all this means for them, and we should be equally fearful of what it means to farmers, given we only do a couple of large-scale things in this country, tourism and farming. And given we're one of the cleanest, lowest emitters in the world when it comes to cows and land, one can only conclude if we were to follow up on any of these recommendations, it would mean fewer cows, and that means less income. And that is traditionally where the rubber has hit the climate change road. All for the doing stuff, just not at a price we can't afford. A headline grabber from this report seems to be around barbecues. With the demise of the gas industry goes your snarler on the grill, apparently. And that really is the ultimate issue, isn't it? Rightly or wrongly, at the nutty end of climate change, uh, it's always a certain amount of thinking from outside the norm, or indeed outside this world. To make change, you need buy-in. To get buy-in in this country, you don't mess with farming, and you don't talk about banning barbecues, because it's stupid. They also might like to put a number on all of this, a bill, for all this upending and reform, the nearest we've got is somewhere between 2 and $11 billion, or even more, they suggest. No one does business on ropey numbers like that. No one takes a guess seriously. So a couple of predictions for you this morning. Combustion engines aren't getting banned, and your barbecue is safe for a myriad of summers to come. You can relax. It's just another report. Oh, that reminds me, actually. I must uh, do the swapper bottle uh, at the dairy. I've got a... Because I've got a spare... I've got a, a patio heater as well. And if, if the climate report recommendations, does that mean we'll be cold on the patio as well? Oh, man, the ramifications of this are wide-ranging, to say the least. Uh, so, yeah, maybe uh, banning barbecues was just a rumour. Uh, not the only rumour we talked about today. Yes, the rumour, if you haven't heard it, is that the government has actually got some vaccine in the country and a plane, a refrigerator plane, came into the country. They've got the vaccine here, so they make the announcement today. Medsafe say they've cleared it. That's not news because, of course, they've cleared it. Everyone's cleared it, apart from, of course, the Germans and the Swedes who appear to be a bit ropey on the old over-65 business. But apart from that, everyone's cleared it. The millions of people have been vaccinated and that it's, it's all sitting here. So what, what we'll do this afternoon is we'll see Jacinda turn up with a needle and a syringe and she'll go, surprise, it's all here, and the frontline workers get it. Glenn's bought into it. He's read yeah, into... Well, I'm just saying, if anybody's seen um, our Prime Minister this morning, just tell me, is she wearing a sleeveless outfit? Because <laughs> if she's wearing a sleeveless outfit... She couldn't go first. She couldn't go first. You'd have to, you'd have to, have, a, you'd have, to have a... Oh, come on. Who's more of an essential worker than her? First, Who's more frontline than her? Need a first we don't want another. We don't want a Boris on our hands. That's true. Or a Trump or a Bolsonaro on our hands, do we? That's true. So Glenn's bought into Stuart's, Stuart's non-denial that there's vaccine in the country. Glenn's bought into that one. And, and he, also, like, for MedSafe to make it safe, they've got to actually... Well, I don't know what they do. Do they pour some out of the bottle, put put yeah. it on their finger, stick it on their tongue, and go? No, or no, that's all right. They've, so they've actually got to have the some prime to minister. Do it, don't they? Yeah. All right. I'll I'm not it. saying she was the test subject. Do you reckon? You reckon there's 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 vaccine in the country and it's here to go. So our producer believes it as well. But he's a conspiratorialist. He's a journalist. They're all the same. So I mind you, I said last week I didn't think that Roger Tuivasa-Shek was going to rugby. So what the hell do I know? I mean, you know, half the country will be inoculated before I even realise the damn and stuff. And let's not here. talk about Lance Armstrong. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, in case you missed it there, quite historic 
uh, Mike um, it, admitting that he's wrong there. Um, <laughs> doesn't happen every day that he was that he was wrong about Tuivasa Sheik. Uh, we're going to um, finish up uh, with a with a bit of a review on the National Party's uh, cricket performance yesterday. But before we do, uh, Ryanair. Uh, are they going well or bad? It's a bit confusing. Ryanair. Here's the interesting thing about the news at the moment. Who do you believe? Ryanair forecasts a strong return of beach holidays this summer. So things are increasingly optimistic in Britain. Uh, the government is saying they could knock everybody off by May. What happens after May? Well, I mean, first question, if they knock everybody off by May, we're sitting on the other side of the world going, well, hello, our border's open, people moving. What are we doing? We're not even getting the needles yet, but that's for another day. So Ryanair presumably are thinking, well, if everyone's done by May, everyone's on holiday. They're all, all off to Mallorca. Or are they being overtly optimistic? And you wonder whether they're being overtly optimistic because the other story about Ryanair in the last 24 hours is their announcement of their loss of $1 billion. So when you lose a $1 billion, what do you want the market to think? You want the market to think that um, summer's coming and you want to hop on a plane, don't you? So is summer really coming and are you really hopping on a plane? Or are they covering up the fact that they lost a $1 billion? Could could they perhaps get the people of Reddit to... Um, jump short on, squeeze. Jump on board and yeah. stop, stop any of the short sellers. Have a little short squeeze and see how we go with the valuation. I don't know how um, comfortable I am with Mike suggesting I have a short squeeze. Sounds wrong. Um, sure it isn't. What it definitely is wrong is watching uh, the National Caucus try and play cricket in their best clothes. i got to get into the cricket. I mean, I can't avoid the cricket. The National Party and the cricket at the Basin Reserve, for goodness sake. If you, 101 politics, if you're going to play cricket as part of your national party get-together, knowing the cameras are going to be there, do not play cricket in your chinos, your business shirt, and your shiny leather-soled shoes. Because, as Chris Luxon found out, you will fall over. And when you fall over, you will be filmed falling over. And when you run for the leadership of the party, that footage is going to come back and haunt you literally forever. It's, but I mean, it worked so well for Don Brash getting into that tiny little race car that time. Exactly. Or walking the plank. Remember that one? In fact, <laughs> I think there was a whole montage of him doing I mean, stupid things. Come on, guys. Do we have to do all the thinking for you? My favourite um, is at the Pride Festival when you get... Uh, these are people who would never, ever, ever, ever go to the Pride Festival if they weren't politicians. You know that to be true. And then there they are trying to dance, um, trying to wear fluoro, trying to be accepting of others. You know, wacky stuff like that. That is just not a natural fit. Those are the images I love the best. I am Glenn ZB. Uh, That that was the rewrap. We'll be back with more uncomfortable images tomorrow. See you then. (laughs) 